and keystone of the church. Come and save man, whom you have formed from the dust. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard the the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking for the father, asking his father what he wished him to be called. And then he asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. And all who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a a very old, maybe not ancient, but at least real, real, real old tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas time. I won't be able to get away with that tomorrow, so tonight you're my audience. My first year in the monastery, uh, one of my jobs was I was the night watchman at the homeless shelter that was kind of down the street from, from the Novitiate. And I was, uh, I, it, it was in the summer, so it was toward the end of the year, the Novitiate year. And, um, and a new book had just come out. I'm not going to say the name of the book, but it was the kind of thing where people waited outside Barnes & Noble for hours beforehand. And it came out that day. So I was excited to go to work and get all the homeless people put to bed so that I could, for like six or seven uninterrupted hours, read at this desk. Book wasn't that great, and I fell asleep. <laughs> but I woke up in the middle of the night And I I remember looking up from my desk and seeing there, not one of the homeless men, but a guy that would come and uh, help in the kitchen, a volunteer. He was handicapped, and so we had a handicapped room, and if it wasn't occupied at night, sometimes he'd stay there and then get up early to start the breakfast. So it made sense for him to be there, but I wasn't expecting it. So when I looked up, I saw this person, and it scared me. We sat up and talked a while, and then there was a pounding outside, uh, the door on the outside, and of course there were rules about when the doors were locked and people couldn't come in. So I went over to the squat box and I said in the speaker, can't come in, full up for the night, just like a certain innkeeper we all know. And, uh, and the guy kept hollering, and he said, um, 
she's after me, she's after me, La Llorona. This is like the Mexican banshee, right? And, and so I tried to say, La Llorona's not out there, you're drunk, go sleep it off, come in the morning, we'll get your breakfast. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop. So I let him inside, and this cook uh, took him to his own room, remade the bed, prepared a space for him, and, and, and made space for him that night. I went back to my desk and to my book, which failed again to capture my attention, and I woke up at about 5.15 as the first of the homeless guys were coming down for breakfast, and they were complaining at first because nobody had started the coffee, as Cook usually did. And then the first guys left, and I heard all sorts of commotion, and I went out, and there were the police, and uh, they'd found a body, and it was Cook. Which was very strange, because um, his wheelchair was inside, and Cook didn't have any legs. Here's the thing. I don't pretend to know what exactly happened that night. The kind of weird occurrence that only happens when you work the night shift, whether it's at the hospital or at the church. But I know that when I looked up from my desk, I did not know what I was seeing. I, first of all, didn't expect to see anybody, and I certainly didn't expect that the man that would shortly perform such a selfless, selfless act would wind up dead. Redemptions like that, redemptions like that, even the language of the psalm here telling us to lift up our heads is recognizing, right, that when we're waiting too long for something, it can cause us to sag. But you gotta keep your eye on the ball. It'd be real easy tonight or tomorrow to start to sag under the weight of preparations and visitors and decorations and that priest who insists on having mass at midnight. Don't. Lift up your heads. Your redemption and mine is near at hand.